The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show. The after show! Wow. (laughs) Um, Uh, I gotta say, right out of the gate, your reading has improved dramatically. Your accuracy is Mm. getting worse. (laughs) <laughs> you teased this after show as it's the after show talking about all of the after shows. That's not what this after show is about. I know. The, and be, I'm, because I'm you read at, like Ron Burgundy that it says after show and you just assumed that that's what we were doing. Because we had done that show. So the choice is how to select from an open box. Correct. Or should we go with some of the things we... I guess if we need Phil, we can talk about some of the things, but... All right, let's, let's just rip go. it off like a Band-Aid and go with how to select. Can you stop tying? <laughs> Nervous, are we? I do this. I do it's this. terrible. I need to get you a rope for Christmas. Um, At least you're not corporal no, punishing the monkey. So, so I'm putting some key things down here. It's some of the things I, I put down, some great show topics uh, that you'll know when they end up happening. But um, I did come up with the after shows in advance right. also, which can be bumped, by the way. When we have a guest or something sure. something yeah. major is going on, we bump the after show for something else. So let's go with how to select from an open box. And I will tell you at the end of this some of the upcoming great, great ideas that we have there. So we'll squeeze both of them in a little bit. <coughs> so one thing that I see, consu- I'm going to talk about consumers first. All right. Yeah. So what we're talking about is you go into a cigar shop and there's open boxes that are there. You're going to grab a cigar out of there. You can have a full box. You can have open boxes. One cigar left. Mm-hmm. There's a, a completely full box, overfilled boxes. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick a cigar. What would make you do one thing or another? Why? All right. So from a consumer standpoint, and I like to mess with people, when I see they got a tick, I mess with them. Shocker. I'm just telling you right now. If they have a tick. A tick. So one guy has a tick where he smokes a specific Padron. In the natural, and he never takes from the top row. Uh, now, as soon as he leaves, I take all of the cigars from the bottom row and put them on the top row because he's coming back in two days. <laughs> and he still doesn't take from the top row. It has nothing to do with what the wrapper looks like, blemishes, nothing. So I'm going to tell you, when I started Two Guys Smoke Shop and I worked by myself for mm-hmm. almost 10 years, and um, we, sold, we sold magazines, newspapers, all kinds of different stuff. It's a smoke shop in those days, all, all kinds of stuff. And I would have walls of magazines. No one ever took the first magazine. They had always pull back, take the second magazine, like there's something wrong with the first one. Well, the newspapers would be stacked up. And it didn't matter if it was the Sunday newspaper mm-hmm. or regular day. They lift the first one up, they take the second one. 
and I'm watching this, and I'm, I, I'm the same way today as I, as I was then, that I'd look at it and say, wow, that's weird. And I'd watch the next person come in and do it. And then I'd get the first newspaper, put it underneath the second newspaper, and watch the person come in. And they lift the first one, they took the second newspaper. So one day, I watched the guy come in, and it'd be the same customers every day to come and get the newspaper. And the guy comes up, and I said, hey, uh, I just want I took, you to know. Uh, yeah, I took the first newspaper, put it under there, so you took the second newspaper, but you really took the first one. And he looked at me like I had two heads. And he takes it, he throws the 50 cents down or whatever it is, and he leaves. And so, You're amusing no one but yourself. No, but I, I'm looking to get some sort of, you know, why is this happening? So the next person comes in, and I say the same thing to him. Oh, I took the second newspaper, I put the first newspaper... Nothing. No, nobody's understanding this. I'm doing it with magazines and stuff and switching it around. So, so I can tell you why I did that. So it, it, in the newsstands in New York, the, the newspapers this were is always- This is We're now talking about newspapers. Always, Cigars are out the friggin' window. We're always outside. Yes. And there was the wood block on top. Yes, to, yes. But the wind would still lift the page up, lift the page up. And the one on the second or even the third was pressed tighter- so it was easier to fold when you read it. So that's why I would always go underneath instead of taking the one. Everybody did. It was so weird when somebody took the top one. And I'd be watching this day after day. And I go, what the hell is wrong with the top one? And switch it out and all this. It was a weird thing. But the same happens with cigars. So the other thing that people will do, and you look at, again, a brand like Padron. The guy smokes Padron Maduro. He doesn't want just that it says Maduro, he wants the darkest one. Yes. So you get people that are looking to cherry pick. And with Padron guys, they don't ever get one. They get a handful. So the guy goes through and hand picks the darkest five. The next time he comes in, it's the same box. Right. He picks the darkest five. Just grab five cigars and you're going to end up with all of them anyways. Remember the guy that used to come in here? I don't know if he does anymore. And he'd squeeze the cigars. And they go through and sometimes ask for it. Can I open another? Can you open another box? <laughs> oh, he doesn't ask anymore. He just goes and opens up another oh, bundle really? and puts it in. And I, I'm, so one day I said it to him. I go, what are you looking for? Well, I'm feeling the firmness of it. I said, do you want it firm or do you want it not firm? And he says, well, I don't want it too firm and I don't want it not firm enough. Just right. Yeah. yeah. What is he With, picking So I actually, melon? that guy, his name's Mike. I yes, asked, I yes, said to is. Mike, uh, I want you to pick me the worst cigar in there, and I'm lighting it up right now mm. to prove to you that you're out of your mind. You can't tell a damn thing by squeezing the cigars. And I mean, he pulled it, it out. Serious. And he's like, nope, this one is going to burn like shit, and it has no draw. I cut it. It burned perfect. It was delicious. There was nothing wrong with it. That You can't finger F the cigars <laughs> and think you're going to get to something that's better by squeeze, there's no there's no information that you can garner from squeezing the middle of a cigar. None. You can you can squeeze the foot and see if it's properly humidified, but the middle, nothing. But everybody looks at the open box and decides what they're going to have. You know, you open a box of chocolates, there's many many different chocolates, and you're looking. I want the one with the nuts in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I understand a box of chocolates. A box of cigars that's open has been pre-sorted, color sorted. All this stuff has happened. You're looking at it. Just grab the cigar. But no, I would say 99% of the people. Now, let me ask you this. It doesn't happen in your stores because you're conscientious about refilling. 
boxes. But if you go into some stores, you'll see a box with two cigars in it. Does that mean I should get that because they sell a lot of them? Or these are the last lousy ones that nobody wants. <laughs> right. So I, I got the last two that nobody wanted these specific ones. I had this conversation with Steve Saka once. He came to come do an event, and I had all the cigars laid out mm-hmm. and, the, and the boxes ready and everything, and I overfill. So if there's four left in here, there's the box, and there's the four on top yep. of the box. So you couldn't even close the lid if you wanted because there's four too many. But if and you can he, see wood, it's not good. That's what the guys say downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I he, agree. he comes in and he looks, and then he gets the, those four cigars and five or six more, takes them out, and puts them behind the box that's on display. And I'm watching him do this because I set everything up, which was perfect. Hmm. And I go, what are you doing? He says, well, nobody wants uh, a full box to pull from a full box or overfill box. I go, wow, you're wrong. Pile them high and watch them fly. Overfill it (laughs) Mm -hmm. is the answer. I said, nobody wants the last two cigars. If there's one, two cigars left in a box, it's terrible. And he goes, no, I'll make the argument completely against that. We went on for an hour and arguing this, And this point. is why he was voted off the island. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he was applying all his years of retail experience to his argument. Yeah, none. <laughs> That's one of my biggest pet peeves, and this is a huge issue I have with a lot of retailers. Take an unsellowed cigar. There'll be three or four left in the box. Two of them will be so damaged, being unsellowed from the way people grab them or, or not properly maintaining it, and they'll leave the cigars in the box. I've, mm. been, I've been in shops where I've taken the cigar where the wrapper was unraveling and said, just so you know, this is in the box. And yeah, he leave goes, I know, and he puts it back. <laughs> so here's what I do when I'm looking at a cigar, and Jonathan sees me every morning, that I'm deciding that I, there's 1,100 open boxes. I don't know what I want to smoke. I start walking around, and if I see the band falling off a cigar, you see a discolor in the that's wrapper, where I was that's go. the yep. one I smoke. Yes. So it's decided for me because I said somebody's going to – the foot's Keep a little split. Yeah. There's yeah. something going Somebody's on. Somebody's going to not go to it. I'm going to smoke a cigar anyway. It certainly isn't going to change anything. You're going to light that split on fire immediately, mm-hmm. and it's not going to have any effect. I'll do that with the Aladino Corojo reserves in the box. Sometimes that tissue paper yeah. with the barcode in the back, it's slightly curled, so it's touching the tissue paper next to it. Person pulls out the cigar. The other tissue paper starts to unravel. Nothing wrong with the cigar. No. It just doesn't look right in the box. All right, that's, that's what I'm smoking take. today. That's when you take. Um, light or dark? Are you going to pick a darker one than a lighter one? Depends on the brand. There were certain the brands. Corojo Reserve, yeah, I'm going darker. On the outside wrapper? On the outside wrapper. How about the inside? Uh, that is tough on that one because of the tissue paper, but when I'm sm- I smoke a lot of the Aladino regular Corona, and yeah, I reach in and grab a handful, and I look at the feet, and I'm looking for dark swirls. So if you happen to shop in the Salem store, you're going to notice that there are no dark swirls left in the Coronas because I take them all. And you find that it is really different. Because when Corojo ferments darker, it gets spicier, and I want that spice. So yes. I see the Padron customer, especially the Maduro, looking for the darker Maduro. Sometimes you open a box of... Padroni and Avasario Maduros, and they're lighter than the natural because yep. it's actually the same exact mm-hmm. product except for the color sorting mm-hmm. that ends up happening. It's the same um, outside wrapper without saying, <laughs> you know, supposedly Nicaraguan, it's not. Mm-hmm. 
um, but it's it's like actually the same exact. There's only one tobacco. <laughs> it's <for you>. Mexican <laughs> San Andreas. <clears throat> Whoa. Did you Sorry, cough? I, yeah, I had a little yeah. something in the back of my throat. Um, you so you just about everybody. That's what they do, right? There's so yeah, it's 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 very consistent across the board. If you have a brand that doesn't sell all that well, we will let it. We'll let the singles kind of run down a little bit further, and then when you go to fill it, often you'll see that those two singles are they're either discolored or that was from a lighter hue on yeah. that box, and those two will just stay there forever. We end up smoking them because. Well, They're not going to sell. Jonathan, just by looking at a cigar, can you tell the strength and character of that cigar? No, you can't. You can't. It's time for Incredible Feats of Strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. Just by looking at the board, can you tell what the volume is? Just <laughs> well, that wow. yes, you can if you're looking at the board. Gotcha. But I, I was looking at you out of respect and oh. admiration. Thanks, Ed admiration. Sullivan. <laughs> See what he did? You 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 did bad to him, and he did nice to you, which to get makes my you boots feel out. like a makes you feel like a, a worse shithead, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope, same no? level of same shithead I was before. Uh, all right, Just, you know you feel. No one's had the battle. I've got the top 10 strongest women of all time, according to me. Mm -hmm. uh, we're at number six. Jill Mills, her competitive career has lasted over two decades from pioneer to strength sports icon. Hmm. Jill already had distinguished herself as a strong lifter on the prior to 2007 when she set the public power lifting records. Uh, that's when they were acknowledged. She then established a state and national APF records in the 165 and 181 pound weight divisions. It's not common for women to compete in more than one weight class, let alone set records, and she set records in both. And unlike David, your reading has not gotten better. That's right. Whatever. And um, so this, she... is, this is all older stuff, but I wonder, you know, the, are you hearing that thing about the, the girl? Um, swimmer. Swimmer. Yeah. And that. She used to be a boy, and she's winning all the records. Lynn I, Thomas, I think. Yeah. I wonder if, like, you get to today's day, you got some powerlifting, used to be a man, hmm. women. Maybe. Maybe that's happening. Well, so if she competes at 165 and 185, does she just, like, overload on lectins to get up to 185? <laughs> I think she probably cuts weight to get down to 161, oh, okay. not uh, chubs <laughs> up to get to the 181. Yeah. That's usually how it works. Also, a word of advice for picking cigars. If you go into a cigar shop and uh, it's a completely full box and there's no ribbon. Oh, yes. If you look, usually on the right-hand side, the top cigar has the cello flipped up to the top. Yes. Making it easy to pull out instead of wedging your hand in there and damaging all the cigars well, trying to pull it. The other technique that I use often <coughs> is sometimes when the box gets refilled, especially when a rookie does it, they don't pay attention to the tabs. So you end yeah. up with two tabs on the bottom row. But if you put your index finger on the head of the cigar and just push down, you can rock that cigar up and you can grab it with your other fingers yep. and you got it. That works too. Yeah, I hate, I hate seeing the people dig in. Or it's frustrating watching them trying and trying yeah. and thing. And I walk over and boom, boom, there you go. <laughs> Usually it's the ribbon thing. And I say, here, 
Yeah. Or they grab my favorite one is side they the grab ribbon. one side of the ribbon. <laughs> and pull the whole like, ribbon out. Yes. What the hell is wrong with you? How many times do we see these things happen over and over again? It's crazy of, uh, of single cigar buyers of how they end up doing it. The other one that's always kind of has me scratching my head is the, it's the guy's brand. Let's say Lagiana Robusto because it happened this morning. So Lagiana Robusto, the top box has the cellophane a little bit torn. He's going into his car right now to open that box and smoke a cigar right now. And he doesn't want the one that has the cellophane that has a, full box. a little fold on it. So he gets the one that where the cellophane's perfect. And I'm like, you're going to cut it off anyways. If anything, you, the, the box Easy is a little bit more open in the humidor. And it's going to get the humidity Plus better. Plus, you got a little thing, tab to pull, and you can yeah. rip this thing off You don't have to pull your easier. pocket knife out, no. nothing. Whatever. That's just a little goofy pet peeve of mine. We're never going to stop this, but the person listening to the show knows that they do the same exact things. And don't stop. Do whatever you want to end up doing. But we're watching you. And, you know, I'm trying to figure <laughs> figure it out and, and say... And we're making fun of you on the number one podcast, uh, Cigars yeah, in the World. Yeah, but we're not calling you out by name, no. that's all. Except for Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen. No. no. So, uh, quickly, I'll get to a little of this, which is um, shows that we ask the people on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is an app you can put uh, on your phone, and usually on... Tuesdays. Two, yeah. Tuesday, we won't do it this yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, you didn't miss one yesterday because we were getting ready for the anniversary right. party. But uh, most Tuesdays will show up at 8 o'clock Eastern time, and um, it's like a radio broadcast type of thing, but you can bring people in very easy, and mu- multiple people, five or six mm-hmm. people can talk at the same time and have these conversations. And you raise your hand, and we bring you in, and you talk, mm-hmm. and we're able to ask Instead of it be about us, it's about the listener. We, we started up and we have information to do it, but we're asking you uh, to chime in. So I thought to myself, I'm having this trouble of getting material for the show. Let me just ask them. And maybe 100 people turned out. Yeah. And uh, I said, whoever has an idea, throw it in there. And they would, some people would jump on with one or two ideas sure some people just one idea well and some people put it there's a, there's a great chat room in there as well and, and people are chiming in in the chat room you know brian charles for some reason can't get his microphone to work mm. on and his phone other people are too shy to speak or up. they're shy yeah. and they just type it in the chat room and we got probably 30 ideas just from the chat room oh itself my god it was it was unbelievable mm. that why haven't i been doing this all this mm. time so um, it's a great place for us to go it's called the cigar power hour mm. so if you go to clubhouse you go to cigar power hour uh and you subscribe to it i guess yes yeah, you, you, yeah. you add it subscribe to it yeah. join it and um yep. then you get notification that it's coming on but tuesday eight o'clock is, mm-hmm. is typically when we've done it and if you don't want to do the phone app there's uh on at least on the mac there's cl- uh club deck which basically works the same way it's not only just cell phone anymore ah. mm-hmm. do, we had to invite people which was the early on. early on early on and if it was no right so we had to send them a text message and i have people i didn't save their numbers they have people Still texting me what they're smoking, what they're drinking. Uh, I don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and um, you don't have to do that anymore. They can just no. go on. Yeah. Okay. And we've had cigar celebrities pop in, and they, they see that yeah. we're on there, and we have a little chat with them. Yeah. You never know who's going to show up, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But we asked, what would you like for some shows? I got some great ideas of upcoming shows. True or false? 
live listener competition, true or false questions. And Barry's, That's one that you didn't even get from the listeners. The Breathe was, Right Strip. The, oh, the Breathe yeah. Right yeah. Strip. Yeah. Is that what you're pointing at? No, um, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm actually, I'm trying to make a mental note. I'll just say it. The rapper battle. Should we do a clubhouse where people talk about their favorite rappers so that we can compile well, a list? Well, there's only so many. I like Tyga. <laughs> oh, I'm a Tupac and Biggie fan. <laughs> rack, rack, city, bitch. <laughs> totally. I like the Beastie Boys, too. Leader of the pack, what's the best size of that cigar? Now, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you lo- happen to like a certain size, but certain mm-hmm. lines have a better cigar than the others, and we can go to, to a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Um, best way a cigar manufacturer can support a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing a show on that. Equivalent. A premium cigar, what is the equivalent? We get asked that. The customer comes in and maybe says, Atabay, I love them, but I can't afford them all the time. What do you have equivalent to that? And we'll say, well, nothing quite exactly like that, but the closest thing we're going to say to, because that's your pocketbook. So we'll pick the, the brand's and try to give you an equivalent. I've had the, comp- the, the conversation with manufacturers. I say, who is your competition? Who, what customer would you like from brand X to be trying yeah, your cigar? Yeah, because each manufacturer is looking at the marketplace. They, they'll yes. tell you they only smoke their cigars. I'm telling yeah. you they don't. They yeah. smoke everything. Well, you know, what is it that I'm, who am I going after with this new brand? The toughest one are the Padron people. It's tough. Uh, you can't come up with much as an no. equivalent. Well, but you can stay within the Padron portfolio, so you don't want to sure. spend thirty dollars on a family reserve. You know, can you get some Padron flavor? Some with the thousand series, yeah, and it's a little more budget friendly. Yeah, you can. So I want to start grouping some cigars together, like chocolate notes, and then here's a whole bunch of cigars that have chocolate notes. Here's a bunch of cigars that have cinnamon notes. Here's We're gonna a- have to do a clubhouse on that one too. That that we could use. Need help. hundred people right. helping on that. It's awesome that we have that opportunity to do it. And it, this was, these were our listeners, uh, big fans, right? Or whatever. So people listening to the after show now start paying attention and taking some notes on cigars you're smoking because we're going to be asking these questions. Uh, they love the draft. We're going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, what do manufacturers talk to each other about? Mm. And this is some information I'm going to gather because it's a, it's a long ways away. But um, I've sat in it and, you know, heard, you know, what are they talking about? And it's talking about certain things, and maybe that'd be interesting. 30 Cigar Battle Royal. Yeah, I just threw that out. Somebody mentioned wrestling. Yeah. And I threw that out half as a joke, half serious, knowing you love wrestling. It's interesting because what we'll do is start with 30 cigars, and then you're eliminating. And at the end of the show, who's the last one standing? And Mm -hmm. why are you eliminating those? That can be fun. Uh, cigar futures, like buying futures, um, but with cigar brands. Um, That's every week. <laughs> cigar Jeopardy. Yeah, every it's time every, we have to we have to eliminate, right? No, I don't even mean eliminating. I'm I'm talking the way that we buy cigars. We are basically buying the futures. I mean, it's mm. we're buying futures, but we also have to eliminate. Right? True. Now, like the battle royal, something's got to go. And not 100%. It's the worst-selling brand. There's reasons that go on there. Cigar Jeopardy that we get talked to. to uh, that's Ed looking into the mm-hmm. mechanics of making that work with people that are online watching live, and they can participate in, in this together. Um, I would like, uh, who is it, Batman or Robin, for a 1,000? 
Nothing. Saturday Night Lights. Oh, really? I didn't see it. And they they show a picture of Batman, and they keep guessing Robin. And I mentioned to you before, Dr. Marcosi. Mm. we got to get him back. I've emailed him, and I haven't heard back. Really? Uh, All right. It's because you're cheating on him, Mr. Lecton. (laughs) We're also going to be doing, uh, we're going to have our resumes. Are we really the Cigar Authority? We're going to give our Mm. resumes on here and see if uh, we can bump somebody off the island if they uh, don't have it going on. You mean we get to hear that Barry worked for Miami Cigar again? He did. He was a blogger. He worked for Miami Cigar. He worked shop. for retailers, had his own job. Wrote for multiple magazines. That's right. There's a lot going on here with this. So those are just some of the many, but also after shows. Uh, lots of different stuff on after shows, so we can have a 20, 25, 30-minute show and have mm-hmm. it all set. I'm this type of guy that I feel very good that Everything's on paper. Absolutely. Oh, Dave's got uh, COVID. He can't come in. What do we got? Here it is. There's a subject matter. And I think between the three years or if one one of us doesn't show up and we at least have this, we can talk for 20, 30 minutes about anything, right? We should be able to. We should be able to. So that's uh, hopefully the idea of it. Okay, that's it for the show today. Um, Today, Wednesday, um, it is two guys... 37th anniversary, right? Yeah, we are partying. Partying like it's like it's not like it's 2022. Yeah. The 37th anniversary. I started uh, two guys 37 years ago. Whew. And um, we're having a big get together. Husto Aroa will join us on the show Saturday. Uh, we'll get his input and somebody who's never saw the anniversary party before. Uh, Nick from Cigar Pulpit will be there and we'll get his honest opinion of what happened and find out about his podcast and what's going on with Aladino Cigars and a whole lot more. And a special added bonus, Barry will not be here for it. You're welcome. There we go. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.